0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Young Adult Podcast. Connor and Milana here. What's up? To bring you another podcast in our little work-job-related series.
1: Yeah, we've kind of been checking the box on trying to help you guys in the workforce, at your careers. We talked a couple weeks ago about um, earning your stripes, kind of like, basically how to be taken serious in your job. Um we talked the last podcast, I would say last week, but we took a little one week hiatus. Um but we talked about how do you like develop a relationship with your boss or coworker um especially if there might be like some tension there, some frustration there. Yes. Um and then this week we're going to wrap up our little job mini series that we really didn't even intend to talk so much about work, but you guys wrote in a lot about like questions about like job and career yeah. and being a Christian in a, in the workforce. And so we're going to talk about how to grow at your job, how to grow, maybe mm-hmm. how to get promoted, um, how to find maybe not fulfillment, but really like, I don't know, like bring your all to work and to get more opportunities or yeah, maybe a promotion. And so yeah. today we're talking about how to grow at your job.
0: Uh, yeah, I think this is great. I think obviously people get into a career or a workplace that they're passionate about or they see themselves, they have, like, goals and dreams and visions. And, yeah, just talking about how can you practically obtain those and walk that out in a way that um, is like Jesus. Because I think there's sometimes maybe what the world would tell you to do to, like, grow at your job or maybe get promoted. Um, And it might be kind of counterintuitive to what scripture
1: yeah I I mean I haven't read it but there's like so many books out there that are so in my opinion like corny like there's (laughs) one that actually was like a national bestseller or something like that but it's like the hundred rules or laws of power oh and it's so it's like what is it classified under like dark psychology or something like that but it's basically like manipulating people it's it's like a book on like how to manipulate people to get what you want and I read, <laughs> Sounds I, or no, great. is it 50? It's either 50 or 100 laws of power. Why, everybody's like Googling it right now. Like, what are they? But, uh,
0: <laughs> They're like, I need to know.
1: Yeah, there's like a little screenshot of it. I'm actually going to pull it up real quick. Um, let me I see. think it's 50. 50 laws of power. Or there 48. We go. Um, oh, the 48 laws of power. There we go. Yep. Yeah, maybe I should like look they this up. They couldn't
0: even come up with two more.
1: Yeah, I know. Look at that. You're going to believe them and they couldn't even get to 50? <laughs> Come on. But I'll just read a couple of them. Um, never outshine the master. Oh. Like, be good but not as good as your boss so they don't, like, see you as a threat. Yikes. Um Always say less than necessary so that there's, like, a, a mystery to you. Mask your intentions. Like, don't ever show anybody what you're actually, like, Oh. What your goal is. Oh, yeah. Like, for real. <laughs> like, it, some of this is so dumb. Create your own identity. Like, okay. Um, find your rival's weakness and expose it. Um, what wow, else? Oh,
0: these are intense. I'm reading them. Crush your enemy totally.
1: Yeah. Ignore wow. what you can't have. Act like a king to become one.
0: Pose as a friend. Work as a spy. Ah, that's so sad. <laughs> Let
1: others work and take the credit. That sounds like Jesus. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, the whole reason we're bringing this up is because create a cult-like following. That's yeah. one of them. Be a cult leader. Um,
0: you can buy posters of this. Yeah, you can buy posters up in of your... this
1: and show everybody how insecure and dumb you are. No, I'm, to- <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, but but here's why we, we want to talk about this is because there is stuff out there that is trying to, to tell people how to grow how to accomplish your dreams yeah. how to now this might be this one might be overtly um like opposite of the way of jesus but there are some that are still like close but not totally like um a lot of people just in psychology and sociology are finding the value of valuing people above mm-hmm. a project and with with no religious undertones they've just found that people are more productive when they feel valued over like the goal that they're trying to like achieve mm-hmm. But there's stuff out there. There's stuff out there that wants you to think that if you buy it or buy into it, um, you're going to grow at your career. You're going to become successful. You're going to live out your dreams. And if what we read was just a sampler of the stuff that's out there, um, you might achieve a goal, but nobody's going to like you. Nobody's going to be your friend, and nobody's ever going to want to be around you. If you're just using people, exposing yeah. people, hurting people. And so we want to talk about from maybe a more Christian perspective, how do you grow at your job and not make everybody else around you miserable? Yeah. I guess. So,
0: <laughs> That's awesome. What would you say, like, number one first thing that you could say to anybody that's like, I want to succeed, I want to grow, I want to get promoted. What would you say is the first thing that would almost would be like shocking to people?
1: yeah I think, and I mean, I don't know if this would be shocking because this is just Jesus, but I think especially if you're trying to get promoted or grow in your company, if you want like opportunity above maybe the level of employment that you have right now, I think the first thing you need to like really put your heart to is to serve and not jockey. Um, mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that. Like, I can only speak to the context I'm most familiar with, which which is church. um, but there is like this, I don't know, like green room kind of culture where like pastors can get like weird. And mm-hmm. like especially people who like want something. You you always know who wants something from like a pastor when like there's like a celebrity speaker and then all of a sudden people are like showing up in the green room like trying to rub shoulders with them. Yeah, It's like really interesting to see who is – extra present and sitting on the front row that day right. when somebody <laughs> quote unquote important is there yeah. who can get you what you want. Right. And I think unfortunately within church, it might reflect a lot of the business world is that there is this underlying political game where you can like jockey instead of serve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're just making sure your face is always around the right people. You're right. sitting next to the right person. You're sitting in the front like whatever, like clapping the loudest or whatever it is, whatever the equivalent at your job, you're like always bringing your boss coffee, you know, or just, but with the wrong motives. Um, And so I think serving and not jockeying is the first thing we need to be aware of. There's a parable that uh, Scott Brugman told me when I was an intern. I mean, it's in Luke 14. I'm gonna read it, um, but I think this this is truly like the heart behind how followers of Jesus should look to grow at their job. It says, um, when he noticed how this is Jesus telling a parable about a feast, um, how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. He was at he was at a Pharisee's house having dinner, and he was just observing how people were trying to sit at the places of most honor, and he said this. When somebody invites you to a wedding feast, don't take the place of honor for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you both of you will come and say to you, hey, give this person your seat. Then humiliated, you'll have to take the, p- the place of least importance. But when you're invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Yeah. Then you will be honored in the presence of all other guests for all of those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. And I think we live in a culture where we want to exalt ourselves, hoping that it will get us a promotion. But if Jesus is real and his words are true, then if you humble yourself, your boss will actually take notice and see, and then want to call you up and promote you further.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Uh, It's so good. And it's like, Kind of different than, I think, what the world and what you would like typically and just those rules that we read of, like, don't outshine the master and, like, get noticed and do all these things. And it's just so different when you look at the words of Jesus. And like you said, like, if you if, you believe Jesus is real and his words have authority, um, then there there is something to, like, putting these to practice in your own life practically and seeing how it, like, plays out for you. Uh, you talked about Scott and it reminded me of this joke that he always used to say of, he used to like take out the trash, but if anybody was around, always like (laughs) even when people weren't around, but if people were around, he would make the joke of, Oh guys, I'm just serving to be seen. I'm just serving to be seen here. And like, it was just a running joke with him, but it, it was funny because he is not that way. And, and, When people weren't looking and people in the room that maybe weren't powerful weren't, like, noticing he was still serving. And that, like, is kind of what comes to mind of, like, this room is, like, don't just bring coffee to your boss when you know that, like, the executive person's going to be there. Like, serve with good intention and serve, like, behind the scenes when nobody might not notice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and to Milana's point, the story about Scott, he's like the guy who founded Red Rocks and mm-hmm. kind of started it. Um up until he had to take like a, a step away just for his health. Um he at every All Staff would walk around with a trash bag yeah. collecting people's food or drinks or whatever like when they were yeah. done. And at first it was kind of like <laughs> hey like I think he was trying to set an example, but it really was truly like who he was. Like yeah. he was the pinnacle of like the highest level of leadership we had at our church. But he would always intentionally go out of his way to do the smallest jobs. Um, One, I think that's just who he is as a person. But then two, I think he was trying to just like visually set the tone for our staff to be like, hey, remember, like no matter how big our church is, no matter how small it gets, none of us are above taking out the trash. Um, And I think that there is – there's something to a person who's never above doing anything. Um you can promote them endlessly because you know that that's not their goal in mind. And I mm-hmm. and And um yeah, I, I I was thinking like uh my mind kind of went blank for a second. <laughs> um but no, and and here's the thing we see a lot. And maybe you see this like within your friends. There's a quote there was a lot of, of shifting going around at a job that I had. And there was opportunity. Somebody came to me and said, hey, there's going to be a lot of opportunity, a lot of um, leadership, a lot of promotion potentially available that's up for grabs. Um, you need to play your cards right and, you know, seize what you want. And I remember kind of praying about it um, being like, man, do I try to like make some moves and shake the right hands and kiss the right babies or like whatever? <laughs> and I felt like God said this to me, and it's something I'll never forget, um, but what it takes to attain something is what it takes to maintain that thing. So what it, whatever it takes you to attain a promotion is going to be everything it's going to take for you to maintain a promotion. That's good. So yeah. if your promotion comes from being humble and serving other people and you make that a lifestyle – well, what it's going to take to attain that promotion is being humble and serving people. If if your promotion came from you making sure you were in the right rooms, shaking the right hands, complimenting the boss, never challenging their thoughts, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically just being a little kiss butt, for lack of a better <laughs> word, like a brown noser. Best believe that if that's what gets you the promotion, yeah. that is what is expected of you every single day. Yeah, you
0: have to maintain that. Yeah,
1: and then think about if you want to grow even further, you're just gonna to have to double down and do that again. Right. Um. I've got a buddy who has the opportunity to take over a company, um, a really successful real estate company. Um, but one of the things that the owner, um, they're friends and they've known each other for a long time. But one of the things the owner asked was if this person, my friend, was willing to start at the very bottom um, and and work an entry level job for a while and then kind of work his way through the ranks until the owner felt comfortable with him potentially being the new owner whenever this guy mm-hmm. wants to retire, which I think is in the near future. And I love that because I think you see things go so bad when a company or a basketball team or whatever brings on somebody who from on the outset, like has all the tools, has all the things you think they would need, but they haven't like served or learned the culture. Um, They've like jockeyed yeah. for a leadership role, but right. they have no idea the story of the company. And so when my friend told me this, I was like, dude, that's dope. Because if you do get this job, if you do get this opportunity Well, you can now speak from experience to what it's like to be that minimum wage person or that middle management or whatever those roles Mm -hmm. are. And so I think, sorry, we kind of got on a little tangent there, but (laughs) the first thing, if you're looking to grow at your job, and I think this is foundational, I think this is the most important, is serve people, don't jockey because truly like that you're just setting yourself up to live a life of jockeying if that's what it takes for you to get there. And you'll always be stressed and you can paint it however you want. Like, no, like I really deserve this. I earned this or I wasn't expecting this or whatever. But like, you know, God knows, mm-hmm. make your life easy and serve people. And yeah. then when you know promotion comes from the Lord because you're doing it his way. And so, yeah. sorry, it's long-winded good. way of saying serve people, don't jockey at your work. How do you grow? You start by serving and not jockeying.
0: Yes. So good. And then number two, I love what you had in here, value people over promotion.
1: Yes. So good. What are your thoughts Seems- on that?
0: seems like so self-explanatory for like a christian and like just goes with that scripture that you read earlier in Luke 14 but i think i've i've seen this and like i think a lot of people can relate to this of like that person that like you're talking to and they're scanning the room for like the more the most powerful person in the room right yeah. like you're talking to someone and their eyes are kind of shifting or um another thought that comes to mind is the person that like will put their coworkers down in front of their boss or, like, point out things so that they can, like, look better than their. And so, I think I've... Like, if you have experienced that, you know that, like, doesn't feel great. And why would anybody want to be the person that's kind of... I mean, I kind of think this goes with jockeying, but just, like, more focused on their promotion, more focused on their goals rather than the people around them, which I think is just not... How Jesus no. would tell us to do work. No, but.
1: Jesus always valued people over opportunity. Yes, um, he he never. You never saw Jesus using somebody to get what he wanted, even to prove a greater point um, or like share a message or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the most detrimental things we can do is sort of that kiss up, kick down. Yeah. and maybe that maybe that maybe falls a little bit into like the jockeying versus serving, but mm-hmm. when you kiss up and kick down, you're you're letting your staff know, you're letting your your coworkers know that they are like pawns in your game, yes. and they are not people that you value beyond like what they can like bring to to work, yeah, and like do for you, and so I think like. One way to grow at your job is ask yourself this question, like, are you using people or serving people? Yeah. Are you playing chess with, like, the people in your office? Are you um, trying to paint yourself in a good light but paint others in a bad light? Are you Mm -hmm. in front of important people, um, in front of your boss, or in front of the person that you could, like, who could give the promotion? Are you speaking well of others or speaking negative of others? Um, Yeah. I mean, this is something that I've struggled with because I'm a verbal processor. And so, for me, like, I've had to learn so much, and I've still got such a long way to go. But, like, when I'm frustrated, I have to talk yeah. because, like, if it just lives in my brain, it's just like bouncing off like the walls <laughs> of my head. um but, 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 like a good, a good like little quote or something to think of is, Always like have hard conversations in private and praise publicly. Yes. If you if you are putting somebody down to your boss and you haven't had a, a conversation with them like about it personally, you're you're trying to use that person to paint yourself in a better light or to at least paint that other person in a negative light. And all you're doing is creating an atmosphere where others are going to do that to you. If they see like that's your play and they see that right. that's like how how you're moving, that's how they're gonna move towards you. But somebody who values a person over promotion is gonna try to bring everybody up. Like, you know, we've all heard this phrase, a rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. You wanna be the rising tide. You don't wanna be just a ship that rises. You wanna be a rising tide. Like when you get a promotion, you want other people to think like, oh my gosh, I'm so pumped that, you know, Daniel is getting this promotion yeah, because he deserves it. He deserves it. He's gonna work hard to make my life better. He understands me. He knows my life, my my ebbs and my flows. Like yeah. he's gonna make sure that like this office gets better, we get better, um, and that only comes when you value people over the promotion itself.
0: That's so good. I love that. And it's just like I keep thinking about that one rule of power of like. Pose as a friend, work as a spy. It's like, what? Like, it's just so (laughs) dumb to me. It's like, you can do that. And then eventually you might end up getting where you want to go and being where you want to be and you'll be miserable because of all the people you've burned to get there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It, It sounds so cliche, but you talk to so many like millionaires and successful entrepreneurs and there's just a revolving theme of like this. This wasn't what I thought. And I think that that's because some people sometimes who aren't following Jesus will do anything to achieve their dream at the cost of sacrificing relationships, how they treat people. Um, And so, yeah, serve at your office. Don't jockey and then value people over the promotion. And I promise you um, when you do get promoted, everybody in the office is going to feel like they also got a promotion yeah. because they know you're in their corner and you're, like, fighting for them.
0: That's a great way to put it. Love it. So serve, don't jockey, number one. Number two, value people over promotion. And number three, Connor, do you want to share?
1: You, you take this one. I'll take Talk it. Talk about okay. this one.
0: Bring value above your pay grade, which... I think is so good, especially for this generation to hear. Um, I think just I've gotten to work with um, a lot of this like young people at our church. We have like a very young staff and we bring in just the next generation every year with our internship and um, just get to see kind of how the next generation sort of like looks at work and looks at value and what they bring to the table and serving and all this good stuff and I think something that I've noticed is like the attitude of, like, well, that's not my job.
1: Or yeah. like, well, they
0: don't pay me to do that. Or, well, if they want me to do that, then they need to pay me for it. Or if they want me to show up with a smile on my face, then yeah. they need to pay me more. And like, um, and there might be truth. Yeah, to that. honestly, that's what I was gonna say balancing statements of like, hey, maybe, maybe you are being <laughs> taken advantage of, but. Um, this idea of bringing like value above your pay grade i like love because um i think we talked touched on this a little bit of like um in our last one of the last ones i can't remember if it was i hate my boss or the other work one that we did like earning your stripes um but just like how you show up to work and what you bring is so important for not just your office's experience but your experience if you want to like grow at your job or you want to get promoted or you have dreams and goals of like moving up in your company um well then you have to like show that value like show that you want to be there by your work ethic by what you're bringing to the table by how you're showing up to work um how you're treating other people of like yeah things like that rather than just like okay they pay me to do this like desk job this like entry level intern job. So I'm just gonna like show up, do that, keep my head down, do it like what's the word? Like pretty much up to par, nothing like satisfactory. Yeah. Um, rather than like being like, okay, I I can actually like add value beyond just like I think of our interns of like there's so many of our like interns who just like crush it and are like, I might be just an intern who like is literally unpaid and stacking chairs. But I can bring value beyond that. Like I can show up and be like a great culture setter. I can show up and have a great attitude and like ask to learn and like serve in different ways. Um, And I I just think that, yeah, it's just something that I think has to be learned, especially within this younger generation, me being in that younger generation. I think it tends to go to the opposite of like, I'm just going to do.
1: Bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do I <laughs> w- wasn't going
0: to say bare minimum, but that is what I was well, thinking. Well, yeah, yeah like, I'm going to do what I'm paid to do, and that's and it. And nothing more.
1: Um, Yeah, Luke 16.10, Jesus talks about one who is faithful and a very very little will also be faithful with much. Yes. And I think that is so true, especially now being in a position for me personally where I'm like over a department. Um, For me, it's not just seeing somebody who – it like is high producing, but if you don't if you don't have a lot to do, and you're just doing a little, in my mind that makes me think you're low capacity. Right. And you could you could be you super can't high capacity. More. Yeah, but if you're mm-hmm. faithful with a little, it shows me that like I can give you more, and I expect you to bring that same level of excellence. Mm-hmm. I think like now again I do think. We live in a world where inflation's insane, cost is insane. Yes. Um, and it's statistically proven if you stay at a job more than two to three years, you are you will never be able to get, on average, per, or, uh, raises enough to catch up with like inflation. So, they, yeah, there's this big study that people who move jobs every two to three years normally get paid ten time, like 10 times more than people who are, are faithful to a company, which sucks. Yeah. That sucks. That shouldn't be that way. But you're, if, if you're given a little and basically you do well with it, you'll be given more. And here's where I think this is important. It's not just about bringing value to your office um, and working above what they're asking you. What mm-hmm. you're actually doing is creating a reputation for not just your work ethic but your character. Because, That's a great point. Yeah, because, man, you can just read through people. You can see people who are doing just enough to make themselves look good or you're seeing people that bring the fullness of themselves, mm-hmm. and what they're doing is they're creating a reputation of not just what they can do, but also who they are in the office. Yeah. And for me, like I, if I'm ever in a position to hire and fire or to, like whatever one day, I want somebody who is building their character, like the reputation of their character at my job, at my work, not just their like work ethic. I want somebody who's bringing the fullness of themselves and not just bringing what the job requires. Because if I see Mm -hmm. somebody who's bringing their full self, and let's say the job only requires 10% of themselves, I'm looking for opportunity to fill that other 90% for that person. One, so hopefully they feel challenge and fulfillment in their job, but two, so that they they can climb and, and make more money and things like that. And so when you bring value above your pay grade, you're creating a reputation, not just of your work ethic, but also your character as a person, and I think as an employer, as a boss, that is something that like bosses and employers look for to say, hey, who's going to be willing to give me all of themself? And then hopefully the pay scale corrects and they yeah. pay you your value. Yeah. So
0: That's good. And I, I love it. I used to use this scripture all the time when I was like in school and studying for finals. But like um, I think it's Colossians 3 of like whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Yes, yeah. like, you were working for the Lord and not unto, like, human masters. And so, like, if you truly believe that and that scripture of, like, you would show up and, like, bring value in your work ethic and in your character every single day and, like, you were talking about um, beyond just your pay grade. Um, and I think that, just, like, to Connor's point that he made earlier in this, is, like, if you believe that Jesus' words are true, they apply to you, and they're, like, so applicable, not only just, like, for your personal life and church space, but also, like, within your workforce. Like yeah. It can it can just be a game changer.
1: I mean, for me, really quick story before we get to our final one. Before I moved out to Colorado, I moved out to Denver to help start a church. But before mm-hmm. I did, I, I was at home in Virginia for a year, and I was working, like, two to three jobs to save up to move out here. And one of my jobs was – being like a waiter, a server at the Alamo Draft House. Oh yes. yeah, they this. just opened. It was like their second location ever. I don't know why they chose the Washington DC area to open it. Um, but I was like a server there and honestly for for a while I was miserable because I was just mm. like I hate serving. Um, it's really weird serving in a movie theater. <laughs> um, it was really late at night. I, I would work as like, is like a, around. yeah, I would be like a substitute teacher in the day, have like an hour or two at home, then go in and work until like one in the morning. Um, but weirdly, I like made up my mind at one point. I was like, I'm either going to be miserable for a year or I'm going to bring myself like my full self to this. And so I would make jokes. I'd be goofy. I would help people. I'd pick up shifts. I would help somebody <laughs> if they're like, theater or whatever was like super busy and I wouldn't take any of their tips or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I actually, by like the, by like halfway through it was getting like offers to be like a manager. Like I even got offered one time to go and move and help like another location, like open and like train oh, wow. people. And I was like, yo, this is,
0: <laughs> this is so temporary This is a me. year for me.
1: Yeah. Um, but I say that to say, was I the best server? Absolutely not. There were people that were way better servers than me that, but like, I decided to bring the fullness of myself mm-hmm. to work regardless of what I got paid to bring the fullness of myself and it actually opened a lot of doors even doors that I didn't want or like so even cared even cared to walk through yeah. so um how do you grow at your job before we get into our very last one serve don't jockey make sure you're serving people you're serving your office you're not just jockeying and looking to grow in a position Value people over promotion. Are you using people or serving people? Leaders serve people. Manipulators um, use people to get what they want. A rising tide raises all ships. Mm -hmm. Bring value above your pay grade. Work unto the Lord. Remember you're creating a reputation of your character. You're working. You're serving unto the Lord. And if you're faithful with a little, you'll be given more. Mm -hmm. And our final one, Milana, you can talk about this. Is be a culture setter? Are you a yeah. thermostat or are you a thermometer?
0: I love this. Um, I feel like I. This has been something that's come up in several of my <laughs> past like interviews or not interviews. What's it called? Like, the thing, so staff reviews or whatever. Um, I've heard you and matrone talk about this multiple times. And the difference between a thermostat and thermometer. If you're confused why we're talking about that, is a thermometer reads the temperature in the room. And just like stays at whatever temperature is around it. A thermostat actually can decide the temperature of a room. And yeah. so you're either one or two people. You can walk into a situation and just sort of adapt to the temperature in the room and kind of take on what's happening around you. Or you can walk into the room and like set the tone and decide what the culture of that uh, room you walk into or that team that you're on is going to be um, and this is so, so huge. Um, and to like know the the effects of both of like, are you someone who's going to walk into a room where people are negative, complaining about work, complaining about a task or a project or whatever and feed into that? Or are you going to be walk some, someone who walks in and can sort of like take negative energy or like tired energy or whatever it is and sort of like be a culture setter and set the tone of like having um, just a good attitude and showing up the way Connor showed up to Alamo (laughs) Drafthouse. And it's like it's huge because people notice that. And especially if you're a thermostat and it is like you are that way. And I think this is huge because there's been times of me as a young 20-something working of – talks up with you in we're like, hey, you got to realize that you can change the temper of the room and sometimes that can be not a good thing yeah. <laughs> of like if you walk, you're having a bad day, you walk in, you're frustrated with something and then everybody all of a sudden is like, oh, not like feeling some sort of way. And Yeah, so, they're on edge or yeah. they're,
1: they're frustrated because you walk in and you're feeling gossipy today so they're going to like indulge in that. I think mm-hmm. like being a being a culture setter, being a thermostat – in any sphere work yeah. your friend group i think that's that's the marking of a leader and that's the marking of somebody that your office or your job will want to promote
0: yeah for sure cuz it you want to be someone who can walk into a space and affect it positively yes and not negatively people take notice of those sort of things of like hey and like even like if your coworkers aren't even super aware of it but just sort of like going with your ebbs and flows leaders are super aware of it um to the point where they might offer you to open your own Alamo Draft House location <laughs> <laughs> so definitely out of the two what I'd say I'd want to be is a thermostat is someone yeah. who's able to like change and and like sort of take people with them in a in a positive way but also understanding that like with that comes like responsibility yeah, of like how absolutely. you show up how you um, choose to act in front of your coworkers. And that's not saying that like you can never
1: have an off day yeah, or, bad or get day. upset
0: about something, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think like for every Christian going into a workplace, the Bible says that we have the fruit of the spirit, which is mm-hmm. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And if you can bring that into an office space What boss would not want to promote you? What boss, I don't care if you're working at McDonald's or you're like an executive at Apple. Like what business doesn't want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as the DNA of their culture? And if that's something that you can bring to the table, because that's just who you are, um, that is somebody that your office is going to want to promote immediately. Um and so I feel like maybe maybe you're listening to this on the way to work and you're like okay like I need to be a culture setter I need to be a thermostat over a thermometer. Yeah. Maybe you just take Galatians 5:22 and 23 and right before you walk in you say okay today I'm going to bring love I'm going to bring joy and peace to my office I'm going to bring mm. patience and kindness. I'm going to bring goodness and faithfulness. I'm going to be gentle in moments where I could be harsh. I'm mm-hmm. going to have self-control in areas where I might want to let loose and tear somebody down or take <laughs> advantage whatever like yeah. that's what I'm going to bring and I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that that's the temperature of the office.
0: Yeah.
1: You are going to be noticed so quickly and I think you and even if you don't like get 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 the promotion you're looking for maybe you like applied and you don't get it you're going to be on the minds and and in the thoughts of your boss because you are bringing something intangible. Like obviously produce. Right. Like if you need to like be selling a certain amount of, I don't know, whatever, like you got to hit your numbers. But like <laughs> if you can produce, if you can work hard, and then you bring that kind of energy, that kind of culture, that kind of spirit into your office – you are going to be on the mind of every single one of your coworkers and every single one of your your bosses, mm-hmm. because you're bringing something intangible that every single place of work wants in the in their space. Even if they don't know that it's the fruits of the spirit, yeah, you know what it's I mean. So good. And so, be a culture setter. Set the temperature. Don't just react to it. Set it. Um, and I think you're setting yourself up well to grow at your job and seize maybe opportunities that you didn't know were even available, so.
0: So good. How to grow,
1: serve, don't jockey. Number two. Value people over promotion.
0: Number three.
1: Bring value above your pay grade. And finally. finally, be a culture setter. Be a thermostat over a thermometer. Milana, do you have anything else to add as we wrap up this podcast?
0: No, I think that's so great. And I love where we ended, too, of just the reminder of, like, man, you have Jesus inside of you. Yeah. You have the Holy Spirit to, like, help you with all these things. And while your flesh and the world might tell you that the way to get ahead or the way to get what you want is to act this way or do this thing. Man, just lean on scripture, lean on the Holy Spirit and trust that um the words in like Luke 14 that man, God will exalt you when you like humble yourself. So so good. Hopefully this was helpful yeah. to you. If it was, share it yes. with a friend or a coworker even that might um find this podcast useful. And I think this is us wrapping up our little work series yeah next
1: week we'll kind of jump into a different topic but um yeah if you like this podcast over the past three weeks we've kind of jumped in i know i kind of talked about it earlier but we've sort of just been talking about work stuff um what does it mean to like earn your stripes how do you be taken seriously as a young professional at your job what do you do if you hate your boss or you struggle with a coworker? how do you navigate that and then finally ending with how do you grow at your job how do you seek promotion and how do you do it god's way Um, kind of like a little three-week work mini-series. And so we hope that it's been a blessing. Um, Hey, come to Young Adults on Thursday if you're listening. We have our incredible interns who are going to be all preaching a message this upcoming Thursday. All of them are incredible people, but even more so, they're incredible communicators, or not even more so. They're incredible communicators, even more so. (laughs) They're they're incredible incredible people, people, yes. (laughs) Um, And they have served this ministry with everything that they have. There's not a single one of them that I have even a negative thing to say about. And so we want to honor them. We want to honor the word that God's put in their heart. And so this Thursday, we're having an intern takeover. And then this Sunday, May 7th, We actually have one of the best services ever um, at Red Rocks Church. We have our Baptism Sunday service. And so at all of our campuses, all across the Denver metro area, Littleton, Lakewood, Park Meadows, Arvada, we have baptisms. It's where we get get the opportunity to share stories from our people, Mm -hmm. people who come to Red Rocks on a Sunday. They talk about what Jesus has done in their life. They profess their faith and then they get baptized as a symbol of what God has done inside of them from going to death to life. And here's yeah. what's cool. Maybe you're a young adult in the Denver area, and you've always kind of wondered, should I be getting baptized? Is this something that um, I should do as a part of my faith? Yes, absolutely. Yes. One of the first things that Jesus calls us to do when we become a follower of him is to be baptized. And so you're like, well, crap, what do I do? I didn't get to sign up for it. Maybe I missed the sign-ups doesn't matter at Red rocks at every one of our locations we'll have things for you to change into we'll have opportunities for you to share your story with a pastor and if you want to get baptized come this Sunday May 7th you have an opportunity to do that so yes. show up to a campus do and it if, if you have questions DM the young adult uh, Instagram do it we We'd are Red questions. Rocks YA on, on Instagram. DM us questions about baptism, mm-hmm. and we would love to get you plugged into a campus that's closest to you, answer all your questions, and get you ready to be baptized on yeah. Sunday. And so come hang out with us. Um, I think Aaron and I will be here at Lakewood.
0: I will be here at Lakewood as well. So
1: come to Lakewood. Don't yeah. go to any other campus. Who yeah, cares? Come to like. Lakewood on Sundays because <laughs> the, cool, the coolest people in the room will be here. Not really, but... <laughs> Um, No, but come celebrate baptism with us and come celebrate our interns this upcoming Thursday. So, yep, we love you for all things Young Adults, Red Rocks YA on uh, Instagram and all things Red Rocks Church. I think we're just Red Rocks Church. Red Rocks Church. Red Rocks Church Church on on social as well. So, all right, we love you guys and we'll see you next Monday. Peace out.